to the Snowdown Galaxy here on the Galaxy Geeks YouTube channel and the Galaxy Geeks podcast feed. If you like what we talk about here on the show, give this video a like and subscribe to the channel. We're over 100 and we want to thank all 112 of you that have subscribed to this channel to keep us going. And if you like us on the podcast feed, please give us a five-star review and comment on the video with your thoughts. And if you want to follow us on Galaxy, if you want to follow the Galaxy Geeks, there we go. You can follow us at Galaxy Geeks One on Twitter and Galaxy Geeks EL on Instagram. Also, before we start the show proper, I'd like to shout out to give a shout out to the Let's Get Ready Network for their great article about why corruption should turn face and why swag should turn heel by Josh Cohen. I'll put a link in the podcast version of the episode, and hopefully, Luke, you'll put the link for the article on the video episode because it was a great read, and I really want I really want people to read it, and I really think people need to read it. With all that said, I am your host, Elon McKeg, and joining me, as always, he is my co-host. He is the Christian Harloff to my Mark Ellis. He is Luke Sutter. Luke, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. So, as y'all can tell, since I have problems, welcome to the new design for the Into the Snowdown Galaxy. A lot of we go. are going more... We are more. We're going more towards the idea of wrestling because the showdown is starting to get into more wrestling, and so I was doing kind of more of a news feel, but I realized that's not what the show is. We talk about news, but we aren't just a news channel. And so I honestly I came to that realization due to, and this is not a negative on him, uh, Ryan Sackrider. He has a great channel, a great news channel. I hope he actually up updates more because i think he's kind of started to slow down a little bit on his updates but he does a great channel it's a great news channel i actually really um i increasingly like watching it when he releases stuff so i realized we need to be something different so this channel we're going to keep doing what we're doing but we really thank everyone for subscribing for liking the videos please comment we are always watching the comments so we're always I think I've reacted and talked to every single person that has ever commented on our video. Mm -hmm. And we will not change that. We want conversations. We want to get to know more people. And saying that, we are going to start the show today with our... Well, what are we starting, Eli and McKeg? We are starting the show with Rookie of the Week as a lot of stuff happens in the background. Our Rookie of the Week is... Ba -ba -da -bum, Paige... Frabetti. Yes, she is someone that I think Luke and I both have said to ourselves that we cannot wait to cover her on Rookie of the Week because she's been there. If you think about it, she's been there since the beginning. Her first match was against Peggy Gubbins. Her second match was against Rachel Silverstrini. And her third match was against Jada Paramo, which, if all of you realize, she has only ever played people from the den. I mean, Luke, what are your thoughts on Paige for Brady? Honestly, it was kind of funny. We didn't even talk about who our player, our rookie of the week was yet. But I told him, I was like, I think we should do Paige. And she's, he's like, I already picked her. Yeah, I already so put her on the rundown. I Honestly, I love watching her. She has become one of my favorite people to watch. At first, I didn't know what to expect from her. But wow, she has just... She has been seen a lot. She's really put herself out there. Honestly, she has put such a love and care to other after shows. She's everywhere. She puts herself out there. And she's playing amazingly. She's not a jerk. She's so kind. And honestly, I hope we get to interview her one day. Because she has been amazing. Honestly, I have been so impressed with everything she has done. And... I, I I support her for whatever she does. I, yeah. I think she's going to do great in the tournament. She's just, And we'll talk about it a little bit later, but like, wow. I think as the time goes on, she's just going to keep getting better and better every time she plays. 100%. Like, she's proven the first match that she had against Peggy was very close. It was, it was literally on her side until round three, but then every single match since then, she's, like, improved upon herself, like, this patch week, again, we'll talk about it. This patch um, week, she had a very rough start into round two. But, again, we'll get into that when we actually talk about her match. And Paige has very much proven herself to be one of the best rookies 
this season. And I cannot wait to oh, yeah. see what she does in the tournament. I can almost guarantee that she's going to go pretty far. I don't know how far, but I know for a fact that whoever's her next opponent is, they need to be ready. I think she'll become very, uh, she will be upset city this, this year. I, I, I cannot tell. wait. So in saying that, let's move on to our manager of the week. Who's our manager of the week, buddy? Our manager of the week is Sam Levine. Wow, Sam. He has been doing great. I have been so impressed with how good Sam has been. He's been becoming such a... I think he's becoming a better manager every time he plays. Or manages. And honestly, Sam to me could become manager of the week if he keeps or manager of the year if he keeps moving you've got real contention between him and coy because coy has really done great this season it's just sam this past week has really shown how good of a manager he is and we'll talk more about his managerial style here in a second but in saying that let's move on to our player of the week player of the week is Ethan Irwin, and I did not update that photo, so now it still says <laughs> Sam Levine. <laughs> I didn't even realize it when we were when we were going over the show. I was just like, oh yeah, Ethan, Ethan's graphic. Yeah, it's there. But yeah, Ethan, <laughs> e this past week, Ethan earned his player of player of the week, and this was the first time yeah. in his match. And if you want to go ahead and start talking about it, we can. Because again, we don't have oh, any let's more. Wait. Of the let's wait. Let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and wait because I want to be more structured with our uh, recaps. Okay, but yeah, like this past this past week for Ethan, like this match that he had with Dan, like it cemented why he was he's one of the best and why he his hot streak may get hotter, but he needs to keep make sure that he's still on this hot streak because he's about to have a big match against Marisol. Oh, yeah. And saying that, let's go ahead and move on to our recaps. I know it seems like we're kind of rushing, but honestly, we just kind of move, moving forward. We're getting well, better at, at the show, I think. Well, also, we have a very big thing to talk about right later for the show. I forgot when we're doing this, when we're talking about the tournaments. No, you're good. All right. And starting out, we have Robert Parker versus Jesse Swift. What do you think of this match? Do you remember what I said when we did predictions for this match? I said, guaranteed Parker is going to win either by knockout or TKO. And what happened? Uh, yeah. Jesse what did. What do you remember of this match? Jesse tried his hardest. That's what I know for a fact. But Robert did not miss. Is it wrong to say that you can kind of tell? Jesse, I would say, is more of a inner geekdom and this is not a bad thing and i think he's gonna get better and better every time he plays he keeps getting better mm -hmm. he played better this past past match than the match before i just feel like on the ranking scale i would put him more of a b ranking in the in the inner geekdom and then you have robert which is an a player yeah I mean, and like i know Corey would very much disagree with you because i saw his interview with a certain point of view and he considered all he considers all of his players a a players and like that's great as a manager you need to have that mentality but when you're jesse swift and you're going up against someone like robert parker you should know automatically you need to bring more than just your normal game you need to improve you need to improve your improvement and again he improved from his jacob whitnaven game he needed to do a whole lot better to beat robert parker but well, Robert, I'll say this though. Um, one thing I will say about this is Jesse Swift, to me, of the quirky mercs, he is the best inner geekdom player. 100%. He put, he's putting the work in, he's taking it seriously, and he's getting better. And you can't say that for most players. I'll say the only reason, and man, I really hate to say this, but it's true because it's Gucci's fault. The only reason why Greg Alba got that one win against Taylor Robinson was because of Gucci's failure as a manager for Taylor. In that one match, correct. Mm -hmm. That's the only reason why 
Brad got that win. If I bet if Taylor would have had any other manager, she would have won. At that one moment, but we cannot never continually say that. I know, but like, I like, it's just one of those things I, again, that match is always the one that makes me upset because you know how much you and I are big fan of Taylor Robinson and it's just seeing her lose, like that's the biggest thing that makes me angry about this entire season because because Gucci was with Taylor. She said that she was confident in the category and he was like, no, spin it again. I'm like, mm, you could have had a win. Anyway. I know, I know. But it's, it was a bad match. We all have them. Or yeah. well, they all have them. <laughs> and saying that, uh, anything else you want to talk about this match? Again, like Parker, again, the side of the bracket that Parker on, is on and like people have been saying this, it feels like it's set up for him to win, but you never know because the whoever wins the next IG match that we're going to talk about in predictions, that's who Robert is going up against. So we don't know. Like we'll find out how both of these player, both of those players play in that match. So it's oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be if either one of them proves to be on par with Robert Parker. That to me, that's going to be like, all right, this tournament just got interesting. <laughs> I know, right? All right. So the next match is William the Beast Bibiani and the Aussie Jacob Blunden. One, uh, William the Beast Bibiani, one of our newest subscribers. And that's I say right. that he might unsubscribe after this video. Don't do it, Bibs. Don't do it. Don't do it. We love you. We love you so much. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, like, look. We say that. We say that like, oh, yeah, Bibbs is one of our subscribers. Look, we picked him to win this match. We might not have picked him to win the corruption match, but that was just because a lot of people um, look down on corruption and we're one of the few t people that look at corruption and be like, oh, no, they're one of the greatest teams ever, in our opinion. I know. What? But the bad part is Shazam's one of my favorite teams, too. Those I are know. my two favorite teams, and yeah, I was struggling. I, I put corruption in the top five greatest of all time teams like in my opinion corruption's in the top five yeah and shazam's up there too yep like look all <laughs> the debates about if shazam should be considered the greatest team of all time these past few weeks is one of the best discussions i've ever heard because there was one um i think it was point of view where um yes it was point of view where frank janish said patriots had the best run shazam is the best team and to me, that is the that is the best definition on why I think, and I agree with Frank, why Shazam should be considered the greatest team of all time. To me, it should go Shazam, Shire Wolves, the Patriots. But yeah, but that's just my opinion. Um, so yeah, let's let's get into the match between Bibbs and London. Because this was a match that yes. you and I both had bibs, but there's a little bit in that match where I was like, oh, London could pull up an upset. <laughs> Blunden played great. I hope he watches this because honestly, Jacob to me, as a rookie player, he's been playing some of the top players this season. I mean, Jacob against Jacoby was a match. And Jacob against William, Jacob got better. Yeah. And that's a good sign. Jacob went perfect in round one when Bibbs didn't. Uh-huh. He had the lead. It just, there was just a few things. Like, the thing that killed Jacob, it wasn't that Twilight question. That Twilight question did not kill him. I know some people may say that, but it was not the Twilight question. It was the four weddings and a funeral question. That was the deciding factor. What about you getting that question when you were reacting? <laughs> Look, this is what happened for um, for the, um, uh, what was it? There was a question from like earlier matches that was like, oh, what was this remake directed by this person? And I said full weddings and a funeral because I legitimately thought that was the remake, but it was a death at a funeral. And I was like, oh, okay, so I got it wrong. So for some reason, full weddings and a funeral just stayed in my head forever so when it got to this question it said 1994 rom-com these are the five things that 
make you want to say single or whatever. It was still just in my brain. Four weddings and a funeral for some reason was still in my brain from the previous week's match. And I'm like, full wedding and a funeral, full weddings and a funeral. I don't know. I don't know. That's probably wrong. And when they said that was right, I was me, I was freaking out. Because whenever people say, man, these questions are hard, my brain is like, yeah, they are, but I somehow pulled it. So yeah, like <laughs> I, I was proud of you on that one. You did really well on that. Man, I'm so glad that we I haven't posted the title match reaction yet. Cause once that goes up, all you're like, I'm proud of you, Eli. That's gonna be thrown in the garbage. <laughs> That was a tough match. We'll talk more about that yeah, in a sec. Anything but, else you want to talk about this match with William beats Bibiani and Jacob London? I mean, I'm proud that Jacob was able to go toe-to-toe with Bibbs. I loved that they both were wearing their free-for-all shirts because that's... Yes! It's one of those things where you forget that Bibbs also cleared the table. Yep. The only thing, the reason why I think London's was more memorable was because he cleared out Bibbs. Because Bibbs had been there forever. Yes. The thing about Bibbs is that he cleared out champions. So that's... Yes. That- well, Bibbs, Bibbs is the free-for-all player. That's that's his arena, basically. And so Bibbs, in this match, honestly, Bibbs is finding himself with Koi. Like, you're just watching him become the player that he's been meaning to be. Mm-hmm. And that's been so cool to watch because... Bibbs, to me, last season it was starting to become that. But this season, for sure, Bibbs is starting to become the champion that he is showing. Yes, he has been champions in the past. But he's this game has changed, and he's following along with it. And that shows you how good of a player he is, how much work he's putting into these matches, how much work he's putting into it. And the fact he's able to do that shows how good of a player he is. And I can't wait till he keeps getting better and better. I see the singles belt in his grasp. If if Bibbs does not go to the finals of this tournament, I will be shocked. And I'm and I'm not saying that I'm not saying that he is guaranteed in the finals. No. I'm just saying like he is out of all the people that we know are in the tournament. He's one of the people that I can see like, oh yeah, him going to the finals won't shock me. Like, oh, that's yes. how I see and, it. And honestly, like, Bibbs to me, I, I know we're really praising Bibbs, but he deserves it. He deserves praise sometimes. Some Sometimes, something about our show, I always want us to remember, we enjoy to praise people, to encourage people. Like, even when someone has a bad match, it doesn't mean they're a bad player. It just means they had a bad day. And that's what yeah. I want always remember. Like with Jacob, he missed those two questions that we talked about. And, you know, that was a bad day, but he yeah. played great. Jacob, in my opinion, is his not his record does not match his knowledge and how he can play the game. So in my mind, oh. I cannot wait until he gets that match where he can prove that he is a great competitor. Because, he, again, he's proven it already. But when he gets that first win, to me, that is going to be the snowball effect of get ready to see Jacob get more wins. Well, something, too, that helps him now, and it sounds weird to say this, but his record actually helps him next year. Mm-hmm. Now he will be put in with not the top players next season, most likely, due to his record. And that's a good thing because that helps his record move forward. Like, he's going to be going up, and I know they're currently on the same faction, but... Again, with how things are changing next season, yeah. Mark Hoyk and Jacob London are probably not going to be on the same faction, if on a faction at all. So we could see Mark Hoyk versus Jacob London, and I can guarantee you right now, if that match were to happen, Jacob London's coming out with a victory. Based yes. off of how Just I've to... seen Mark Hoyt play, Jacob's winning. Yeah. So in saying that, let's move on to the next match. The next match is... The Hurricane, Jader Paramo versus the Boston Bad A, Paige Favretti. My, again, we set it up top. Paige improves with every single match. She only had yes. one stumble this entire match. Let me ask you this. We'll, we'll talk more, we'll talk deep, deeper about this match, but what do you think of the challenge? It was a great challenge. Brilliant. 
brilliant, brilliant challenge. In my like, I, it didn't even register to me that you don't mess with those Zohan was the actual was the actual title because again, like everyone colloquially calls it "Don't mess with the Zohan," so I'm like, oh, that's right. But then when they said, no, it is you don't mess with the Zohan, I was like, oh, that's right. She got it wrong. Brilliant. Brilliant. It's it's great. I like I mean, how Christian I, was trying so hard to be like, no, stop trying to say the answer. Like, we're in my brain. I'm like, no, you have to say the answer for the challenge to go into effect. It's the only way this challenge works. You got to give them a new question next. Oh, yeah. I think Jader played excellent. For one thing, I really appreciate that you commented on our video. That mm -hmm. really encouraged both me and you both. I And he's getting better. Yeah. I mean, dude played great. He was winning. The only, again, this happened with Jacob's match. It came down to the five-pointer, which freaking Florence Foster Jenkins. I couldn't even. I, look, I was describing the movie when I was trying to answer it. I just couldn't get the title. I could only think of the post. <laughs> like Jader, like you mentioned New York Post, the post. I, I just think it's funny, though, that you both, you, you're not far off because you normally are following the same line of reasoning the players have. So that's mm -hmm. a good sign for you. Yeah. I mean. But again, like the moment I said the pose and I was like, no, that's not right. I started like describing everything. But what can you do? Paige was able to get the victory. She's moving on in the tournament. Like I don't even have a guess on who should be going, who should she could be going up against. Like, because again, the tournament and the bracket is not set in stone yet. It will not get set in stone until we get to Ethan and Marisol versus Ethan or Marisol versus JTE or Snyder or Collins or Chance. That's when it'll be set in stone. That's so long. I know. But at the same time, not really. Because next week, not this week, but next week, we're going to get the JTE chance. No, JTE. We're getting we're getting those four playing each other in individual matches. So whoever loses those, match, those matches goes into the tournament. Well, honestly, to me, Paige just, I mean, she's just been great. I exactly. think any manager would be lucky to have Paige. Paige, to me, is someone who... It, is great but she's underappreciated with how great she is mm -hmm. it's i think as time goes on she'll be appreciated more and more i cannot wait to see what she does in the next in the second round of the tournament because again i don't know who she's going to be going up against however i know whoever she goes up against they need to watch out they better be studying all of the game tape on it because you got to try to find those weaknesses who would you compare her gameplay and her attitude to? I mean, honestly, I would say Sam. See, I, I have someone else that I would compare her to. Who? Clark Wolf. I can see it. But then again, in my yeah. opinion, Sam and Clark played very similar to each other. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just, which might be why Rachel is with Sam. Never know. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we never know. I'm not gonna get it. I'm not gonna touch that can of worms. But yeah, this match was a great no, match. I, I would say though, uh, uh, Paige has that same attitude and, and drive that Clark had, and she has the um, feisty energy that Sam has. Because like when she's when she's like convinced and like this is the answer, she goes full Sam. Oh yeah, and I love that. I love that so much. And I love how oh, I love how in that match, when Sam was like basically in the post match interview, he was like, "Look, this is why I said it before the comments say I was dumb to even defend the challenge." Like, this is my player. Of course, I'm gonna like challenge the challenge. Like, no, I'm I mean, gonna do it. And I'm like, of course. that's that's what you do. And for all the fans that like trash on the managers for like sticking by their players, I'm like. That's their job. What do you want them to do? Yeah. Be like, no, 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 you shouldn't. You shouldn't know it. Don't worry about it. We know they got it wrong. Don't worry. Like, what do you, 
Do you want them to just fold? No, don't fold. I mean, that's the same argument we had over the the barbarian match. Yeah. That's that's the exact argument because his because the manager didn't defend him. Yeah, the manager had nothing. Like Ty Lieberman had nothing for barbarian. And that was our entire thing of Gucci or Finstock or someone that knew the game should have been managing barbarian during that match. Yes. But after finding out more information, I mean and we've addressed this before, but um, Tyler Lieberman was the only person who could do it. I don't blame Tyler Lieberman, honestly. It's just how, how it happened. It happened, yeah. it happened, but that's the same argument. So for Sam, he did his job. Yeah. And that's why he's manager of the of the week. Not just for Ethan Ar- Arwin. Honestly, this match is why I gave him manager of the week. Sam has been managing, like especially during challenges, Sam has been managing perfectly. He knows okay. how to challenge. He knows that how to fight against the challenge. He he knows how to do all of it, and it's fantastic. I love this. See, look, remember how earlier in the season you and I were like, ah, Sam as the manager is like, uh, watching it this season. He's in it. This season had made me go, this is why Sam's a manager. This is why. Well, the thing is, Sam, I think, took him some time. But Mm -hmm. as time goes on, he gets better and better. 100%. So, let's move on to the next match. Our next match is the biggie. It is dangerous dan merle versus big time ethan Irwin. what do hey, you think luke i just got a small question it's a very easy question to answer um what time is it it is ethan it's Irwin big time. time that's what time it is look this was the match that you and i both picked dan because again like when you just look at the history of dan murrow you're just like oh dan's gonna win mm-hmm. i was not mad when ethan won in fact, me either. I was happy because for the first time ever, we can be like, Ethan did something that no one has ever done. Dan has always defended the belt at least once during one of his reigns. For this time, for this reign, Dan has not defended it. So Ethan proved yeah. that you can slay a beast. Also, I, Kaiser well, wasn't there. Yes, and it's not his fault. He's he's on the road. It's not his fault. It's for the job. It does hurt his look, though, for manager of the year, though. Mm-hmm. Like, I, at I, the beginning of the season, I, it could have been... Like, if you were to give mid-season, like, oh, who's manager of the year? I think everyone could have said Kaiser or Gucci, like yeah. one of them. But now, you I look take at... take them both out. Yeah, you look at Coy and out. Sam... Yeah, due to the fact of and and here's the, here's the sad part. It's neither of their faults. They've got jobs. It's they've got to do what they got to do f- to make the money. So that's not their faults. But for the showdown, I would take both of them out of the running for manager of the year mm-hmm. because they couldn't be there for some of the key moments. This this was a big match that really Adam Witt, and again, this is nothing against Adam. The past four matches that he's managed, and I saw this record like on the Facebook group, he is 0-4 as a manager this season. But he's such a good manager, though. That's the problem. He I know. He does a good job. Like, he's really, like, I remember when he made that challenge in the Ben Bateman match that no one would have thought about. And, I, like, everyone uh-huh. was like, what is happening? And then that, like, swayed it into Ben's favor. And now we get another Ethan versus Dan match. Or Ethan versus Dungeon match, which is Ethan versus Dan. Number four, by the way. Let's get to number five. Maybe by the end <laughs> of the year, who knows? But this was a match that showed why these two players are some of the greatest of all time. Yes. And then yes. And I want to look back all the way to the past. So spectacular number three. And Spectacular 3, they were hyping the Roka versus Irwin match as Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. And in my opinion, looking back at that match now, that's not Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. In my opinion, this match, Dan versus Ethan number four, this was Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. This was... Go ahead. I have a controversial conversation to get with you on this one, though. Okay. 
the buzzers. Do you like the buzzers or do you like fast money? Okay. Which route do you like more? <laughs> this is very controversial. I've seen a lot of arguments because this is the, I mean, this is what lost day in the match. Yes, it was. I'll say this. And I've I've legitimately been thinking about it since collision. I've legitimately been thinking about this question. Do I like the buzzers or do I just like fast money? I think both. I like both. It is not one of the other way around. I know some people just hate fast money and some people hate the buzzers. Me, I like both. I think there are positives to both. Whereas in Fast Money, you get to like show your knowledge and whatever. Buzzers, you got to be just, you got to show you're faster. You're a little faster on the buzzer. And to me, I think that, again, it depends on the formatting. It just depends on the formatting. I think digital, like Fast Money and digital has helped a lot. Again, I know a lot of people hate it. I know Christian hates it. Everyone else prefers the buzzer. But I just think, honestly, I like both. I I don't think you should take away one to replace it with the other. I think, and this is just me. I want digital to stay around a bit more for like the main showdown because if you don't do digital, we could lose players like Blunt, Jacob London, who live in Australia. We could lose players like Taylor Robinson, who live in Australia. Like we could lose those players, and digital is one of the best ways to get them to still play. So I really want them to stick that way. And if doing like the only, if they ever go for a title, like I feel like Jacob London definitely could go for a title. I feel like the only time he you need to worry about having him in person in a studio in anywhere is when he's playing for a title. Well, in saying that, I agree with you. I think Fast Money is great. And I love the buzzer. I think the buzzer gives it more of a wrestling feeling than fast money does fast money is more knowledge fast uh buzzer is more the more the wrestling feel so the live events needs to be buzzer it just brings up a, a different atmosphere it makes it more fun it makes it more exciting but i agree with you on we don't need to lose digital because for one i don't know what's going to happen with this covid stuff and I love this match. I love this match. Don't think I do not love this match. I love this match. I cannot stand mask having to wear masks for matches. It it's not their fault. They had to. I'm not blaming them. They did what they have to do. Great match, but the masks drive me crazy. Mm -hmm. Seeing them for these matches, and it's not their fault. I'm not blaming them at all. They've got to do what they got to do, especially for live matches. But it just, ugh, it, it drives me crazy yeah. seeing masks and them struggling talking and it, it covers their mouth and like, um, so it's not their fault though. They've got to do what they got to do and they've got to give a good product and they do give a good product. We got a great match. It's just with digital, you don't have to do that. I think that my, my problems with digital, and this is not everyone's fault, but I really wish a lot of the competitors could maybe try to update maybe their cameras maybe mm -hmm. i know that's 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 a lot for some people I'm, I'm not saying they have to it's just it sure would make the the product look a lot better i mean we i mean jacob the jacob london match dude had an amazing setup had a great camera and you could tell by the quality and it looks so good i just wish some of the other competitors weren't on potatoes <laughs> look it you can only do so much with so little and like i again i think all the people that hate the fast money round they need to realize that in, at least in my opinion i don't think fast money is going away i don't think digital is going no, away no. so people and again this could be this could sound rude need to suck it up it's gonna stay for a little bit and 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 honestly it's you just gotta get used to it the thing that I want us to get back to, and, and I saw this not in this match, but the spectacular event. I, I did not realize how much I miss wrestling, the wrestling side of it, until we got cutscenes live action, or like in life at, um, things back. Mm -hmm. And so 
I'm hoping that we can get that back. Also, I want to mention this. Um, Ethan's five-pointer, I got it. I got the five-pointer. Nice. And you know why I got it? Because it's my, it's my regular joke answer for whenever anyone says, so what is this action-adventure Keanu Reeves movie? And I don't have a clue. I automatically go to chain reaction. Why not? It's always my go-to joke answer because I have it on my shelf right over there and I've never seen it. So I'm just like, chain reaction. So yes, this was a great match. This was, look, we're going to get Dan Merle in the tournament, someone who I can easily see in the finals. But at the same time, with how many players, with all the players that are in this tournament and how great of competitors they are, we may not see Dan in the finals. Who knows? Now, here's my question to you. I know this is talking about tournament, but would you call it an upset if Dan loses in round one? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very much so. Because you're not going to put him against someone with a very um, huge record. You just don't do that in the first round. So, no, it would be an upset if that happened. Okay. I was just curious because a part of my brain is like, with all the competitors, how great every competitor is this season, I don't know if you can call anything an upset anymore. No, no, you really can't. Like, if Jacob so, would I have won, we... I wouldn't even call that. Like, me personally, if Jacob would have won, I wouldn't have called that an upset. Oh, yeah. In saying that, I think we need to go ahead and move forward into our predictions. Yes. We kind of talked about this match, of what basically what we've, what we've needed to on this match. Yeah. So, let's move on to the predictions. So yeah, Our first so... match for prediction is Oyama versus Big Time Ethan Irwin. Ah, why am I picking first? Okay, so, so, I mean, so, so, Paul has played in Inner Geek Gym before. He's 0-1. And Ethan hasn't. But Ethan knows a lot. And Paul knows a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know with how, okay. I am going to choose Paul for the victory. Hmm. For the simple reason of he's played in this division before and because of how broad some of the categories are and how narrow some of the categories are, I feel like Paul will be able to navigate it easier because he knows the format. He knows like all the categories already. So my, I'm going towards Paul. However, if Ethan wins, I won't be shocked and I won't be mad. I think for me, I think I'm going to go with big time Ethan Irwin. There is a, there's got to be a reason why they put him in. They've got good players for the usual suspects for Intergeekdom. But you go with Ethan Irwin, I think they know something that we do not know. And I think there is a major reason that you've got him in there. And so this is a good match. It's a good matchup at the very beginning because Paul Yama is a good inner geekdom, but he's not like one of the top players, but he's getting better. And then you've got Ethan Irwin, which we have no idea what he's going to do with inner geekdom. And this is just going to help him with singles. So in saying that, I got to go with big time just because he's the champion and he plays and he's not going to do something that makes him look bad. I mean, that's true. He's they not that kind of player. I mean, they could have gone with Jacob Whitnaben, who is their resident IG player, but they didn't. Yes. And so that's why I say, I think there is a reason, and it will be interesting seeing how this match goes. All right. The next match is Theo Drew versus Griffin Newman. You'd go first this time. Ooh, Ugh, this one's hard because I love Video Drew. I love her to death. I think she is such a good player. But Griffin Newman to me is so good and he has played great this season. This is a good match. It could be an upset, but I think I'm going with Griffin Newman. I'm also choosing Griffin Newman. And they've sort of hinted at the fact that Whoever wins this match is going to be facing Josh Horowitz. And that match is probably going to be happening in New York. Like that round two match is going to happen in Mm. New York. And I mean, 
you say all of that and Griffey Nooms is from New York, Josh Horowitz is from New York. You don't you don't set that up like that. I mean, you said it if you you don't say all that and you don't hope that it happens that way, which again, video Drew may pull up the win and make us all go, oh crap. I didn't see that coming. Mm-hmm. But uh-huh. but with how Griffin Newman's been playing this season, he's on a run. And it is hard for me to imagine yes. him losing with the run that he is on. And yeah, this is like the one match where they've been like, oh, the winner, Josh, you're going to be playing the winner of Griffin Newman and Video Drew. And I'm like, okay. So, and it's just me going like, I want to see Josh Horowitz versus Griffin Newman. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. The next match. This is the final match of the week. It is Finn the Boss Bateman versus Scary Perry Numeroff. This match reminds me so much of a match last year. It's not even funny. It's exactly like the match from last year. It's Perry Nemiroff again versus Mike Kalinowski. It's that match all over again. Mm-hmm. Who are you going with? See, Perry can pull up an up. Like, in my opinion, this is an upset. But I don't. No. I'm gonna struggle with this one. My brain is telling me Ben Bateman, but my heart is telling me Perry Nemiroff. I don't know what to follow. The last time I did that happened, my brain was telling me Kevin Smith, but my heart was telling me Marisol. Uh I'll say this, you can you can afford a loss. I know I can. Screw it. I'm choosing Perry. I'm getting Perry. Perry for the win. She's for the upset. She's she's knocking Bateman out of this tournament. I am going with Ben Bateman. I'm going the easy choice. I know. Look, look, we don't even have to like talk about why it's an easy choice or like why are the, like why we're going where we're going. It's just one of those. Ah! <laughs> to me, Ben. Ben is such a great player. He gets better and better. I I think he's had some slip-ups recently. I, I hope this gets him back into the game more. I think his excitement's kind of been out, out a little bit. But I think I hope this one gets him back in. I mean, we all know who's managing him in this match. It's Adam Witt. Because Adam Witt yes. was at the live show. So, yeah. All right, let's go to our final segment. We are adding this this week. We are going to be talking about the two tor- tournaments that we have information about. Yes, are we? which one are we starting with? Which one are you pulling up? We're doing Star Wars first. Okay, so there are two separate brackets for two separate reasons. One for if Thomas wins, the other for Andrew winning. Which one do you or have up? I kind of messed up and only did the one with Thomas losing. I should not have done that because I'm actually hoping Thomas to win. So that's well, that part. Well, I'm hoping for Andrew to win. So really? Yep. Wow. Thomas, don't kill wow, me. Wow, that's Thomas is probably gonna find me and kill me. But I again, like, I'm not gonna explain. Look, when we get to that match as the season progresses, I'll explain why. But yeah, like this entire tournament, let's look at who's in the tournament, like confirmed in the tournament. Like Ross and Thomas, we're not going to talk about. Andrew and Eric Whiteley, we're not going to talk about. Let's look at the people who are confirmed, like fully confirmed. You got Gold Leader, Alex Damon, Molly Damon, Joseph Scrimshaw, Laura Kelly, and Nikki Demolanta. Already, like this is, look, I'm not going to say the the first tournament was a, um, a weaker quote-unquote tournament but i mean this tournament's big this is like the heavy hitters let me ask you this who who is the other star wars player for swag ace ace how do you think ace feels well my my mindset was always if laura loses at collision laura's going into this tournament to give like ace you you were in the first one laura's in the second one like to give both of them a shot but at the same time you have to feel bad for ace 
because Laura literally oh, yeah. just had a title match. Like, in if you're yep. ace, your mindset could be Laura literally had a shot. She I mean, literally if you just think about one. aces, if you think about aces, season is done. Yeah, and again, this could be us being swayed by that article we read by Josh Cohen, but I mean, thank you. I um, cut it out, dude. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're okay. cu- You're cutting in and out a little bit. I don't know why. Then again, wow, he is. He there. You go. Are we good? Yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Okay. Again, it could be the storm. I'm looking outside to see if the weather's good. I don't know. But like, again, it could be the article that I read that makes me go, uh, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know. Like, like honestly, you put Thomas into this tournament and you put Eric Whiteley in it. I don't know who wins. You put Andrew into this tournament and you put Ross in it. I don't know who wins. I do not know who wins this tournament. This will be a tough tournament. I, Literally, I, me pers- me personally, I'm hoping Thomas wins the other championship. I really want to see Thomas win. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know who wins this tournament. Because of the people confirmed, like Gold Leader, Alex, Molly, Joseph, Laura, Nikki, any of them could win. All of them have proven that they can win. What about that out if if Thomas loses? What about that Alex Damon versus Molly Damon? What do you think about that match? Oh my goodness. I bet you that's the first match they release of the tournament. Do you have I, I'm curious, do you have them record in two separate locations or do you think they are, are on the same camera? I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they go two separate locations. I have known people who have literally who literally live in the same house, record in two separate two separate locations but again i want to be shocked if like we're gonna be in the same room gonna put the speaker on we're all gonna hear this the best i would say who has the best setup for that is probably the Mm demolantis they they could they could honestly have the schmodown set up in their their setup because they've got that big that table in there and they could actually have a setup yeah and that that's the thing that's what I'm shocked about. Like, if Andrew loses, why didn't they do Nikki versus Andrew as a round one, along with Alex and Molly as a round one? I, well, honestly, I have no idea. That, yeah. I honestly have no idea on that one. But yeah, this tournament... I, I think it's because of rankings. It's due to rankings. Yeah. That's why. This Star Wars it's, tournament they, is... They're, they're not... Because if you think about it, sadly... Alex, Molly Damon's record, if you think about it, Molly Damon's record, is not that great. Alex is Alex. <laughs> yeah, he is literally the champion before Andrew. Yes, and so they're having to, if you'll notice, they, they're picking these matches based off of a record, not based off of the their matches. I really would like to see them, like, in the bracket also have a ranking next to him. That way I know what seed everyone is in. That way I can be like, okay, this makes sense. But anyway. Well, let's go ahead and move on. Let's go ahead and move on to the next tournament. And that is the Intergeekdom tournament. I mean, we already have we already have one person confirmed to move on. That's Robert Parker. Um, for the p- patrons, they already know between Ethan and Paul who's moving on. If you're not a patron, you'll find out Wednesday. But yeah, like this is another one of those tournaments where like there are so many heavy hitters. Oh yeah. Like what do you think of Chance versus Moose Hawes? I mean, everyone is sort of like, oh man, Moose Moose is gonna give Chance like a battle. And in my brain, I'm like, no, he's not. This is Chance is gonna win. <laughs> not even well, I'm you not also gonna say have it's like Saul versus oh, go, go ahead. ahead. I, I just think it's interesting with Saul versus Brandon Hanna. That's oh, yeah. going to be a match. Brandon has to fight like he's never fought before if he wants to win. Uh-huh. That's the only way he's winning this because Saul is angry. And if Brandon uh-huh. has a chance of beating an angry Saul, he needs to study like he's never studied before. 
Uh-huh. I agree. And then this Paul Yama versus Ethan Irwin match, that's going to be something different. That's the unknown factor. That's the unknown. Because now you're thinking to yourself, what's mm-hmm. going to happen? You know Paul is 0-1. He's uh-huh. played in IG. Ethan is debuting. So you're like, what's going to happen? What is going to happen? Uh-huh. I can't wait. So uh, let's go ahead. Uh, we, we're having different issues and everything else. But we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and start ending the show from here. Um, we've kind of talked about the tournaments. We've talked about the matches. We've talked about predictions. We've talked about recaps. We've been talking about everything. So, is there anything you want to plug, Eli, before you, before we end the show today? Do not forget to watch the Smowdown reactions that we do on Thursday, Fridays, Saturdays, because I always release those videos the day after they actually <laughs> air the matches. Man, his internet is rough. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But also, um, what else do I want to... I'm done. Plug your show. You've got your own show now that you're you're trying to... I do have my own show. I got my YouTube channel, Mr. Eli Mack. I do trailer reactions on over there. So please, if you watch this and you like what we do here, go over, check out that stuff. Also, we're going to try to... um, We're going to try to do stuff with the channel there's a lot of stuff happening behind the scenes that luke's going to be working on that i'm going to be helping out later but we'll you'll find out when we tweet about it also i'm going to be releasing it's probably already dropped at this point but who knows the reaction to the dan murrow versus ethan Irwin match is dropping today on monday because they are releasing the monday match to the public I just have to wait until they it officially drops before I drop my video. So there you go. Per- personally, I'm leaning on you to do that. Do our normal schedule. Release it tomorrow for lunch. That always turns out pretty good. Gotcha. <laughs> and so in saying that, um, keep keep watching our channel. Thank you for, for watching. Please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel because we love meeting new people. Me and my wife will be doing more movie reviews and trailer reactions. That's been giving us a lot of views and a lot of interactions. So that's been great. And so I'm saying that. All right. I've been Luke Studdard. I've been Elon McKig, and I hope you all have a great rest of the day. See you, buddy.